1: Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Traders News In and Out Shell for this Tuesday morning. It's the twenty third of August, two thousand and twenty two. Broadcasting through SEN eleven seventy a.m. in Sydney, SENQ six nine three a.m. in Brisbane, and SEN sixteen twenty a.m. on the Gold Coast. Good to be with you, Daniel Pegger here one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Our phone number. Or you can text 0457 736 736 if you want to get in touch across the next hour before the respective breakfast shows get underway at 6am. Big show for us for a Tuesday morning. Lots of news around in terms of the West Tigers, the Cronulla Sharks, Wants the NRL to let them host an NRL final. The Big Bash. Been more talk about that over the last few days. And one of the headline stories today. Plus, we do have live EPL on right now between Liverpool and Manchester United. A crucial game for both of these clubs. Especially, obviously, Manchester United, but Liverpool haven't got off to the greatest start either. At Old Trafford, just one minute gone, and it's Man United and Liverpool, nil all. We will talk football with John Gallo in around about 10 or so minutes' time from now. Look back at the round of the EPL. Plus, in about half an hour, we will cross to America and have a chat to Chris Perkins in America to get all the latest. So, plenty on our agenda as per usual 1300 01 1170, the phone number, or 0457 <laughs> 736 The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Before we get to some of the news of the day, I want to know on 1300 01 11 or 0457 736 736, little straw poll for this Tuesday morning. I was having a chat with a mate of mine over the weekend who is a massive rugby league fan, rugby league, his number one sport, as I would say it would be for the majority of people listening to our show at the moment but then we got into the chat about what's your second favorite sport because rugby league dominates the headlines, especially in Sydney and Queensland and our listing area over the six or seven months. But what is your second favorite sport and why presuming rugby league is your favorite sport? Uh, my mate's second favorite sport is NFL, so he'd like our chat with Chris Perkins, but out of interest, just a real straw poll this morning on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy everyone listing passionate about rugby league. But what is your second favourite sport? 0457 736 and why? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What is your second favourite sport? And why is it an Australian one? Is it an international one like the NFL or the EPL? Just be interested to know. A bit of a straw poll on this Tuesday morning at three past five. Two and a half minutes gone between Manchester United and Liverpool. It is nil all in that match. All right, uh, we'll get to your text, your calls very soon. You can dive in to that one, your second favourite sport and why outside of Rugby League. and. If it is your favourite sport, Rugby League 2nd, you can tell me that as well. Uh, That's one of the things I'd like to hear from you today, but there are a couple of other things on our agenda. The West Tigers will start there. Um, And their head of football, Tim Sheens, who of course is going to be coach of the West Tigers next year and the year after for the next couple of years before Benji Marshall comes in, has described his side's embarrassing 72-6 defeat to the Sydney Roosters as a punch in the face but angrily denied his club would surrender. Um, Now, he said yesterday, what are you going to do? Lay down and cry? No way. We're going to keep going. That's what you've got to do. I wouldn't call it a hiccup, but these punches in the face have to be taken sometimes. Sheen's watched the Roosters put 12 tries to humiliate his Tigers on Saturday night at the SCG. Despite heavy criticism for the net performance, the four-time premiership coach has a message to disgruntled West Tigers fans to stay the course. The assumption is we have given up. Sure we have, Sheen said. We lost three players in the first 60 minutes. Luke Garner, HIA, went down in the second minute. Ken Mamalo with a grind in the 30th. And Alex Sayforth with a shoulder in the 60th minute. All are pretty much finished for the season. James Tarmel was sent off. It was obviously disappointing for everyone in the club, the players, and certainly the fans. But it's about moving forward. We have to keep moving forward, and we have two games to play. From my point of view, we are still headed in the right direction, the way I want it. You have to work your way out of these types of things, and everyone who has been in sport understands that. We are changing. Um, Sheen's also outlined how and why his club was moving toward a sustained success. Some fans could feel is a long way off. He went on to say, we have made plenty of changes to the coaching and high performance staff. We have moved into our center of excellence, which will improve our, uh, which will improve our ability to improve. It will help our preparation for next year. We have been working out of part-time facilities and training at part-time facilities. It has had some effect. The club has two of the best players coming in. So there's no, Uh, So there is a change straight away for next year with Happy Coruscant and Isaiah Papali'i. Zaya is committed to our club. He has said so. His agent has said. So I don't want to hear he isn't going again. So they have the Dragons at Combank Stadium this week. And halfback Luke Brooks, he's an outside chance to return from a calf injury, but more likely back for the final round of the competition. Uh, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What do you make of what Tim Sheen's had to say? Do you think the Tigers are going in the right direction? Now, I know it's a little difficult because they do have the interim coach Brett Camorley, there, and Tim Sheens doesn't take over properly in terms of coaching until well after this season, until the off season, and then we get footy on the field next year. And, of course, in 2024, and he is right, they have got a couple of good players coming to the team. But in my eyes, after seeing that firsthand, and I know they were playing a team in form, but they're going to need more than just Appy Coruscant and Isaiah Papali'i to turn it around, as good as they are. Tim Sheens, we know, is a good coach. He's won a premiership with the Tigers. He's won many premierships, but won a premiership with the Tigers back in 2005. It's a long time ago now. And I think he's going to be put to the test. If I'm a Tigers fan, and I'd be interested to hear from anyone on this on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, what is a realistic and hopeful position for the West Tigers to finish in two thousand and twenty three? Tim Sheen says he's basically happy with what's happening and they're going in the right direction. The new Centre of Excellence is open, so. What is if if he, and he's right and if you agree with that, what is a realistic position the Tigers should be aiming for for next year? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. What position should the Tigers be aiming for for next year? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Um. Yeah. I uh, Look that they could turn it around this weekend. And they have shown signs throughout the year they can be competitive. But they have absolutely switched off over the past few weeks. But you can't um, – well, you can blame them for 72 points to six. So, yeah, realistic position for the Tigers to finish next year. Now, also, uh, speaking of a team that uh, is having slightly more success than the Tigers, the Sharks have launched a passionate play for their suburban ground to host its first NRL final in 14 years – insisting they shouldn't be shipped to the $800 million Allianz Stadium while title rivals Penrith enjoy home comforts. Now, the Cronulla Sh- uh, Sharks' chief executive has dismissed the po- possibility of the Sharks being moved from their home ground in the opening week of the playoffs due to their facilities. Craig Fitzgibbon's side is scrambling to finish second, and you would say uh, they are most likely to win their last two games. The Cowboys have a much tougher run in Souths and the Penrith Panthers. The, uh, the Sharks have the Bulldogs and the Knights. Um, the Panthers are in line to host a qualifying final at their home ground, having already sewn up the minor premiership. Uh, they, bait, uh, they beat uh, the Roosters at their home ground in a week one final in 2020, while the Cowboys will play a potentially home final at Townsville. But the Sharks remain in limbo, with their stadium having reduced a uh, capacity of just 12,000 when they undertake, well, they undertake a renovation of the adjust, adjacent lease club, and not enough permanent facilities for an extra set of dressing rooms for a potential NRLW fixture. So, Cradella, they've traditionally played home finals at the old Allianz Stadium at Moore Park. Uh, when they were in the finals under Shane Flanagan, but they want to return to their spiritual home if they are able. If they are able to finish in the top two, the last time they played a final at Shark Park. Was two thousand and eight. Now the C, the chairman, chief executive, said, "My simple view is, we'd be bitterly disappointed if we had to play elsewhere. Because why should we be disadvantaged over everyone else who wants a home semi-final? That's why you worked so hard all year to be in a position for a home final." And he went on to say, "Penrith will play, Cowboys will play. Why can't we?" Um, I think this will be a very interesting one. If the Sharks are to play maybe the Cowboys in week one of the finals, which is very likely at home. Now, you probably would play that one at Shark Park because Cowboys won't bring a lot of away fans. Um, so 12,000 is probably there or thereabouts. Um, I think, though, for a finals match, you could still get more. I think you could probably still get, if you played that at Allianz, you could probably get fifteen or 20,000. If they were to come up against another Sydney team, and that at the moment looks unlikely, then I don't think you could play it at Shark Park. But I do understand what he's saying. You look at all the other teams, basically every other team in the top eight. This, uh, the Panthers obviously getting a home ground final. Uh, gra- home ground final. The um, Cowboys would get a home ground final as well if they were in that position. And then you look at the lower part of the other uh, storm as well, if they're in that position, and you look at the lower... Part of the top eight, uh, Roosters would play at Arlingouts Parramatta would play at Combank, the Broncos would play at Suncorp, uh, Souths would probably play at a core. So the Sharks are probably the odd one out here. So there is a, a, a sense there um, that there is um, a bit of unfairness for the Sharks. But again, is twelve thousand people enough? for a stadium to host a finals game? 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 1170. I understand where they're coming from, um, but you also don't want to be locking people out of a game. So whilst I understand they definitely want to be playing there um, for the home ground advantage, and it's a, got a big home ground advantage for Cronulla, do you want to be locking fans out of the game? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Your thoughts on that? Eleven and a half minutes gone between Manchester United and Liverpool. It's still nil all that game at Old Trafford. Uh, so asking also on o four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Just a straw poll. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Rugby league is number one sport. What's your second favourite sport? Uh, any doesn't just have to be in Australia. It can be anywhere. This one from the Yeovil Treeman. He says, Hi, Dan. For me, it's a toss-up between cricket and rugby league as my favourite sport. It's good they are generally split between summer and winter. Have been closely involved in cricket over my life, hence its high appeal. Golf is also close, given it's a sport I still play. And for watching value, the V8s are hard to beat. You just love all sport, uh, which is right. The Oval Treeman. So he's had his say. Straw Poll, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your second favorite sport outside of rugby league, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 The Tigers, what is a realistic place? Tim Sheen's... Thinks they're still going in the right direction. So, what's a realistic place for them to finish next year? Is it lower part of the bottom eight? Is it top eight? If Tim Sheens thinks they're going in the right direction, realistic place for them to finish. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And the Cronulla Sharks. What a home semi final week one. If they had to finish in the top two, with a stadium that only holds twelve thousand people, is twelve thousand enough? for a finals game. 0457 or 1300 1170 13 gone in that game between Manchester United and Liverpool. It is nil all. We'll take a break, come back with more. It's 14 past 5. You're listening to Tradey's News in a nutshell. Yeah, 18 past 5, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 e 1170 to America in around about 10 or so minutes to catch up with Chris Perkins. In the meantime, time to talk EPL. Keep those texts coming in, though. Uh, a few there, I'll get to them. Asking your straw poll this morning, your second favourite sport. Also, are the Sharks want, if they finish second, want to play their final uh, home final at Shark Park, which only holds 12,000 people. Is that enough for a finals game? And do they deserve it if they finish second, regardless of the attendance that they can get? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And also the West Tigers, Tim Sheen still thinks they're going in the right direction. What's a realistic position for them to finish next year? 0457 736 736. Uh, John on the text says horse racing is his second favorite sport. Massive industry in Australia. It is, John, and it's also about heat up as well with the spring carnival. And I know it sounds weird, but the Melbourne Cup, the Everest, all not too far away as we get closer to the springtime. Now, EPL, well, is it a shock scoreline? I think it is. 18 and a half gone. Manchester United won a leading Liverpool nil at Old Trafford. I'll bring Jonathan Gello, our football expert, in now. John, good morning to you. This was a crucial game for both teams. We know Manchester United have been under a lot of pressure heading into this game, but Liverpool as well, they haven't started off the season as they would have expected. So to be 1-0 down after 19 minutes, worrying times for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, morning, Dan.
1: It certainly is. I think uh, the way they've been showing their, their
0: performance in the first 20 minutes of this game against United this morning, from uh, from what I can see here in the background, is uh, a very lacklustre Liverpool team. Obviously, they're playing away from home at Old Trafford, which adds to the uh, adds to the occasion for sure. But I think because there's an expectation coming into this game that you know because the man United have been performing so poorly over the opening uh, two games of the season, that Liverpool would come in and steamroll over. Man United. Well, that hasn't mm. been the case. United have shown up in this first 20 minutes. They're making a game of it. There's certainly been a side that looks like they rallied up at the moment to try and impress the new man, Ten Hag. So, yeah, there's a lot going on there at United. A lot of things have been questioned uh, in terms of the passion, the energy from United, from past players, has been questioned. Whether this is a good team at all, whether players should just be leaving the club and be sold by the club as well. So, these players have probably been effectively told during the week that, look, you've got the, you know, one of the champion teams coming from England to, you, to your players to play you and expected to win 2 or 3 nil And, you know, some of you guys have been questioned about your future here at United. So some of these players are literally playing for their future to try and impress uh, the new manager. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. United are almost on the attack now as we uh, the talk at the moment. Um, just missed an opportunity, just missed a one-on-one chance there. But, uh, yeah, look, they look really fired up. Liverpool just have not come out of the blocks at all, really, to start this game.
1: Yeah, we'll keep you up to date with that one. Now, uh, you will hear a lot of the EPL. We started our coverage on SDN across the weekend. Uh, 1-0 Manchester United, Liverpool. Now, let's go through some of the results. Tottenham, they got off uh, to another good start. Uh, their start of the season, very good. 1-0 over Wolves over the weekend.
0: Yeah, great uh, great turnaround from Spurs. Obviously, they had a 2 draw draw last week against Chelsea in the in London derby there. But they you know, came out in the blocks and, uh, and looked really strong. In that second half, I think the first 45 minutes, I've got to be fair, Wolves really gave it to the Spurs in that first 45 minutes. They really came at them hard and strong. And uh, I think you look at Spurs, they were similar to Liverpool. In this game, they came you know, a little bit lacklustre. They didn't really come out of the blocks uh, firing up. And uh, Wolves nearly took advantage of that. They had two or three opportunities where they could have scored, to be honest, but just missed the mark. Their execution in front of goal was was missing but uh, luckily, Spurs walked away with a 1-0 win. But it does show that, uh, you know, when Spurs don't start well, sides like City and Chelsea and, and maybe perhaps even Liverpool, if they turn up, uh, are able to uh, put these uh, goals away. So uh, they survived this, this scare against Wolves, but it was a great football game.
1: Yeah, Everton and Nottingham Forest, a one-all draw. That's actually pretty good for Nottingham Forest. and probably a bit worrying for Everton.
0: Yeah, exactly. They've had two losses already. This is now a draw for Everton. Um, Nottingham, I think, is a great result. They'll feel like they've got all three points away from home as well, this one. So it was a difficult game for them to come into. Uh, whereas Frankie Lampard, at the moment, there's going to be some rumours working around. If he doesn't get this form back on track early, uh, whether Everton can survive um, is now going to be mentioned, whether they're going to be another season trying to avoid relegation. so. Yeah, I worry for the Evertonian fans. It's not been really good sign for the first three games. But Nottingham, well done. They've got a draw and, and one point is enough for them to collect points early on. So that's what they want early to try and avoid relegation come end of the season.
1: All right. Uh, now we've got uh, Southampton at 2 over Leicester City 1. A bit of a surprise result there.
0: Yeah, big time. I think I expected Leicester City to respond and, uh, and get their first three points of the season here, but uh, well done to Southampton. They were able once to get their first win of the season and, uh, and in decent fashion as well. They played some good football at times, Southampton, uh, Leicester City, similar to, to now Frankie Rampard. There'll be questions about Brendan Rodgers' first three games of the season. They still haven't got their first win yet, so... Um, yeah, some disappointing signs from the Foxes, but uh, hopefully they can return back to winning form soon because if they've got any chance to be a top six, top eight club, which is where they were roughly last year, they've got to really correct their form. And uh, I don't know what's gone wrong for them. Um, they haven't made a lot of plays in the transfer market, so that might be catching up with them now.
1: All right, uh, Fulham 3 over Brentford 2. We'll skip past that one. But this other match, Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 1. I watched this. This was an incredible match. Aston Villa scored within the first few minutes. Then Crystal Palace hit back a really entertaining first half. And then Crystal Palace really dominated that second half.
0: Yeah, well, Palace at the moment has shown some good form early on. They got the door last week against Liverpool. They've come here and get a 3-1 win at home. at Selhurst Park. It's a difficult place to come play. Um, I didn't think they would be able to win this game, Palace. They've been a little patchy in the opening two games of the season, albeit they got a draw against Liverpool uh, last week. But uh, in this game, they were absolutely on fire. And uh, Wilfred Zaha up front for Palace, he's just been fighting the back of the net for fun. He's one of the leading goal scorers in the Premier League at the moment with, I think, three or four goals against his name already. So he's really been contributing. And uh, I think right now Palace that, Flair they've got up front, and that flamboyancy They really can be a difficult team to stop. They've got a lot of speed as well. They can run to the full 90, no problem at all. Whereas Villa, it'd be some worrying signs for Steven Gerrard. Um, yeah. you know, he was probably expected there to, to at least get a win, and they knew it was going to be a close game. But uh, he's a very uh, well-drilled manager, and he's got his side playing some some good football in the past. So, um, yeah, a bit of a slip-up here from, from Villa for sure.
1: Yeah, Arsenal 3 leading the way at the moment in the Premier League over Bournemouth nil.
0: Yeah, watch this one. I mean, it was almost like a training run in the end for Arsenal in the last probably 10, 15 minutes of the game. They just absolutely put uh, Bournemouth to the sword, three goals to nil. Um, yeah, I think people expected Bournemouth to respond. They were playing at home against a big side coming to town, and they expected expected to be putting up a bit of a fight for this one, but uh, they rolled over pretty easily. They, they didn't really press Arsenal at all. Um, didn't look like they sit in a low block as well. They were just not defending. Tracking the runners wasn't happening at all, so... Yeah, some really basic, basic defensive errors going on there at Bournemouth at the moment and uh, in attack and not really providing much opportunities either. So, um, at the moment, some very worrying signs of Bournemouth. That's why a lot of people have tell them to be one of the three sides to be relegated this year. And from that performance and from the last couple of performances already, you can see that with Arsenal, yeah, they're nine points undefeated already. so one of the only teams in the Premier League to be undefeated. People said they'd be lucky to make the top four uh, with mm. City, Chelsea, Liverpool and and you know, also perhaps Burr has been mentioned as being a top four. But now I think Arsenal are throwing thrown their hat in the rig bring time. So um, you look at the next couple of weeks as well, got a fairly decent run. So, um, yeah, I'd I'll be, I'll be definitely overjoyed if you're a Gunners fan
1: for sure. Uh, Brighton 2, West Ham 0, not a great start to the season for West Ham. Just quickly through these matches yesterday, though, Leeds United 3, Chelsea 0. Now, Chelsea mm-hmm. did have a player sent off, but that's a huge win for Leeds United.
0: Yeah, well, Combelli was sent off the centre-back for Chelsea around the 82nd-minute mark. And by that stage, they already got to three goals. Uh, And they were looking for more leads. They were on the attack. They weren't happy with three goals. They were looking for a fourth or fifth if they could add to it, Um, which shows the the difference in mentality that Jesse Marsh, this young American coach, has given this Lead United team, particularly at home at Ellen Road. They know their home form is going to be vitally important. So they want to avoid a relegation battle this year, but at the moment, the way they're playing, they're looking like a top six club, to be honest. Um, they're in the top four already. If you look at the ladder, I know it's early days, but they're really showing some positive signs. And you can tell the way that Jesse Marsh has been speaking in his press conferences and his pre game interviews, he's really uh, positive about the, the recruitment he's made. He's brought some young Americans over. Adamson is one of the players he's brought over. Rodrigo. He's made some really good uh, transfer business in the off-season to really bolster his side. Even though they lost Kelvin Phillips, the defensive midfielder, who's gone over to Man City, so that was a huge blow for them. But since then, they've just been on the up and uh, playing some really good football, I have to say. Mm. Uh, so the trajectory and, and the future looks bright for, for Leeds United at the moment. Uh, whereas Chelsea, this is a big hiccup. Uh, Tuchel in the press conference afterwards was very, uh, very moody. Afterwards, didn't have a whole lot to say about the performance uh young uh, got obviously uh, Connor Connor Gray I think his name is or to me just heard today from Weyl Crystal Palace who's uh, in their midfield um you know that's obviously a new signing for them so um you know they haven't really shown much performance um but uh you know I think at the moment Chelsea are wobbling a little bit and uh, didn't really respond all that well
1: and Newcastle and Man City 3 all draw Man City came back they were down and Newcastle probably feel a bit unlucky not to win this game but still a good effort to get a draw against Man City
0: yeah, definitely. They were 3-1 up at one stage, and City uh, so had to call back two goals in the uh, last you know, 15, 20 minutes midway through that uh, second-half period to get back into the game. They rode out the last 15 minutes, uh, Newcastle United, to hold on to the draw then because you know, City were coming home with a lot of momentum behind them, but um, they did very well to hold on for the draw. They probably, as you said, disappointed they didn't get all three points being at home, but uh, the fans are right behind them the whole way through. City looked rocked a little bit, a little bit stunned. But, you know, obviously we know about the talent they've got with Haaland and obviously De Bruyne, um, Bernardo Silva. Those three players absolutely tore uh, Newcastle United to shreds midway through that second half to get back to 3-0. But uh, in the end, couldn't get the three points. And I think for Newcastle United, albeit in reflection, they can probably be very happy that they walked out with a draw in the end. So uh, it must feel like a win for Newcastle where... Definitely feels like a slip-up for Man City, that's for
1: sure. Yeah, certainly it does. Thank you, Jonathan. Now 28 gone, still Manchester United 1, leading Liverpool, Neil. So we'll keep you up to date with that on this show and also on both breakfast shows. Now, I'm having a mini-break, very, very short break, not here uh, Thursday, Friday or Monday, which means our road to the World Cup uh, will be postponed until next Thursday. But we will talk again next Tuesday anyway because we've got another big weekend of the EPL coming up um, and then the road to the World Cup will continue next Thursday, which, John, basically that just means you've got an extra nine days to do some more research. So even even better, yeah. I reckon, next Thursday from you, if, if that's possible. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, well, I mean, that's very very hard to do, Dan, as you mm. know, and uh, I'm always trying to improve though, that's that's for sure. But yes. Um, yes, no, I'm going down the east side of Australia, and now with this extra couple of uh, days off, I might have to go to the uh, west side of Australia, I might need to go to western Australia, believe yes. it or not, I gave a shit where I was going, I said west of Australia, and then mm. I said western Australia, so there you go. Um, and uh, yeah, to go down there through Perth, and uh, maybe make my way through the... Uh, the great australian bite down to south australia and then up from up to victoria then through to sydney and maybe stop at newcastle on the way home who knows and uh stay there to do some more research so i'll be going far and wide the next couple of days to uh yeah make sure that i pick up all the uh, football talk regarding the world cup there's a lot of it out there dan there's a lot of people talking so um, you know, i have to be across all the opinions
1: and views. For yes, sure. 100%. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, we will talk next Tuesday, review uh, the week in the EPL next week, and then uh, continue our road to the World Cup next Thursday. Thank you, mate. All well,
0: right, brilliant. Have a lovely day, mate. Talk you,
1: to you soon. You too, mate. John Gallo our football expert. Half an hour gone. Manchester United 1, leading Liverpool. Neil Liverpool with a corner at the moment. We'll take a break. We'll get back to your texts, uh, and we will talk to Chris Perkins as well. On the other side of this, it's 29 to 6. Yeah, twenty-five to six to Chris Perkins in America in just a second. Thirty-five minutes gone between Manchester United and Liverpool. Still, Manchester United one. Leading Liverpool nil. Uh, now, Makita power play this morning. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Uh, lots on our agenda, and let's get to some texts on 0457 736 736 now. Uh, asking, Straw Poll your second favourite sport, uh, presuming Rugby League's your favourite, your second favourite sport. This one from the Chook Man, only a monk punter, Dan, but I love my horse racing. And I am a weekend warrior golfer. Cheers, Chookman. Yes, I dare say a lot of our listeners uh, spend a lot of time on the golf course on a weekend. Asking about the sharks. Now the sharks are wanting to play if they finish second, at their home ground, uh, well their home semi final at Shark Park, only holds twelve thousand people. I put out the question: Is that fair enough? Uh, because they have finished second, it's They're right. And now they they are the only team currently, or even if the Raiders make the top eight. Uh, not that they'll be getting a home final anyway, that would be having this issue because the other clubs, the other seven clubs in the top eight, would be allowed to play at their home ground. So I just put out the question, um, is the advantage, they've done enough to finish second, if they do finish second, should they be able to do it, even though it only holds 12,000 people? Andy says, if the Sharks finish second, they should have the hosting rights, otherwise the other clubs have an unfair advantage. Well, yes, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, I think once we move to if they get this far, that far, a second week or preliminary final, that won't be played at Shark Park. But I do think for the first week of the semi-finals, um, I just my only my only concern about it is would any fans miss out, and that's what you don't want. But I understand why the Sharks want to play there, and as Andy rightly points out, if the Sharks finish second, which is likely, they they deserve that. And this one from Jason. Uh, On the flip side, 12,000 people isn't enough for a final to be held on the ground. Uh, So Cronulla Sharks should play at a bigger sporting venue, possibly the new Allianz Stadium. Uh, That one from Jason. Well, yeah, that's the flip side of things. Keep them coming in. Is 12,000 people Enough, but should they be allowed to play there anyway? Because they've earned that right if they do finish second. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one 70 A lot of text there on the Tigers as well. Tim Sheens believes they are going in the right direction, even after losing seventy two points to six against the Roosters. We'll get to those texts in a second uh, after we speak to Chris. But realistically, where would the Tigers? Where should the Tigers be finishing next year? If Tim Sheens believes they're going in the right direction, and your second favourite sport, oh four five seven 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 three six seven three six, and why? Let's talk to Chris Perkins now. He is in America. Morning, Chris.
2: Hey, good morning. That that whole sharks thing sounds like what's going on the, goes on every year in the other football code down there with Joe
1: Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, Geelong, of course, based outside of Melbourne and Melbourne. See, the AFL is a little different to uh, the NRL, Chris, in terms of the AFL generally uh, only usually play at the MCG. They play at Marvel. And yes, they do play uh, games down at Geelong as well. But uh, the majority of the games in Melbourne played at Marvel or the MCG. Um, here in the NRL, we do play uh, at a couple of big stadiums, but there are a lot of suburban grounds, I suppose you'd call them, which hold twelve, fifteen, twenty thousand people. But yeah, it, it is an interesting one.
2: I, I say you earn the right to play in your home, in uh, play a home final. Mm. You should play it in your own building. That, that's my opinion. Yeah. What the AFL does and what, what's being discussed here—that is akin to the NFL telling the Green Bay Packers. You are too small of a town to be hosting a playoff game. You have to play your home playoff games at Soldier Field in Chicago. The NFL offices would burn to the ground if they tried that.
1: Yes, and I would say that uh, Cronulla deserve it um i just wonder if they will get their way with only being able to hold 12,000 people look they have to they have to finish second yet they've still got a couple of games left before the finals i oh, look uh, yeah i tend to think it should be played there um i, I would just feel sorry for anyone that misses out um but uh, I suppose just move fast and get tickets. That might be the solution. Keep those texts coming in on that. O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy, and I'll get those ti- get to those Tigers texts in a second as well. Speaking of NFL, Chris, it's not too far away from the season beginning. Only a couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah,
2: about what is it? Yeah, three weeks away three weeks, actually. Yep. Uh, tw- um... I'm doing the math here, 17 days to the, the Bills and the Rams at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles for the first game of the season on Thursday night, uh, September 8th. Mm. The bulk of the games go on uh, Sunday, September 11th. Uh, that'll be the first full Sunday of games, and we'll have 14 of them that day. Mm. And then, of course, among, uh, oh, no, 13 of them on a couple of Monday night games, I think, is the schedule. But Uh, We've still got preseason going on. We've got a preseason game tonight Mm. uh, between Atlanta and the New York Jets. I will not be watching because it's fake football.
1: Yes, well, I I think I told you last week. I had a friend (laughs) that went to uh, Vegas, uh, the new Vegas stadium, watched a preseason match. Uh, What's the latest on Tom Brady? Uh, He's missing. Oh, no. No, 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 not not like that, not like that. No, he, he
2: was given an excused absence from the team. Now, he was expected to be back for their game Saturday night. Mm. Uh, he wasn't. Yeah. Now, he's been in contact with the team. No, this is not a police thing <laughs> where they're searching for, for Tom Brady, putting him on milk cartons. Uh, he's do, he has some personal business he is attending to. The rumor mill has been working overtime mm. about where Tom Brady is, and the working theory right now is that he is uh, uh, going to be appearing on the masked Singer, which currently ah. is taping right now, and he is taking part in it. So we we will see when that show comes back on the airwaves. But yeah, definitely, that's a serious spoiler. But uh, it it will probably drive uh, drive viewers who mm. who love Tom Brady, who love the NFL, and will be curious to see if he actually is under one of the masks. Do you? Um, on that show, I I haven't watched it much, but it's an it. interesting concept.
1: Yeah, so I was about to ask, do you watch The Masked Singer? We're in the middle. Of, I think we're into the final week of it uh, here. Look, it's an interesting concept, The Masked Singer, isn't it? It's uh, I don't know whether I, I, it I uh, look. I do watch it, but I still can't quite figure out if I like it or not. But once you start watching it, you sort of just want to know who it is or who they are. Right,
2: it's that curiosity factor, and and the fact that these are not singers. Uh, by trade usually. Mm. Uh, they, they do something else uh, and you know could be could be news, it could be uh, working a, you know working on a sitcom or drama, an actor, uh, could be an athlete, could be anybody who's famous who, who comes in and is willing to actually sing in front of the public, which is an incredibly scary thing to do. So props to those who have the bravery to actually do that, and are willing to embarrass themselves.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I would never be doing that, nor will I ever be asked. Now, um, FedEx Cup—the latest on that—that that, uh, ends this week.
2: Yeah, FedEx Cup—the the final tournament, the Tour Championship mm. uh, starts Thursday at East Lake uh, Country Club outside Atlanta. The top thirty are are playing, and they—the way they do it—they've uh, got the top thirty in the FedEx Cup standings and how they handle this is before a shot is even played in this tournament there are scores already on the board mm. okay so your 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 advantage you, you get a bigger advantage the higher in the uh, rankings you are like number 1 in the FedEx Cup standing, Scotty Scheffler he starts the tournament Thursday already at 10 under par mm. so you'll have a two shot lead before you'll have a two shot lead over Patrick Cantlay three over Will Zalatoris uh, and then on on the list uh down to down to the bottom five uh who will start at even parts and shots back so uh but the winner of the tournament wins the FedEx Cup at a cool eighteen million dollars i wouldn 't mind that a bit
1: yeah 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 no exactly that would be very ver- that would be very nice money for a, a Tuesday morning in Sydney, uh, or any time really. Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, that would be yeah. that would be all right. Um, and also, just before we let you go, this time next week uh, we'll be speaking. The U.S. Open would have got underway. The tennis now. There's been a lot of talk about it because it's Serena Williams' last tournament. Uh, there's been a lot of talk after Wimbledon about Novak Djokovic not being allowed to compete. What's the hype like about the U.S. Open over there? Only about five days out from its starting
2: honestly i and i don't look for it all that much but mm. i i'm sure it's being talked about but until it actually really starts mm. you don't hear a lot about it uh, because we've got we got so much other stuff going on in our sports landscape the end of the baseball season uh the start of football season I and mean, college football Starts this coming weekend for us over here, so mm. that's going to soak up a lot of eyeballs. So uh, tennis kind of gets lost in the shuffle. It's a great event. I love the U.S. Open. You know, you get you get those weeknight crowds in the first week, um, in in the prime time uh, the prime time windows uh, on at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It, it's a great atmosphere, when you get a really good match in there that goes deep into the night. You can't turn away from it. But that's when the hype really starts building is when the event actually starts.
1: Yeah, and of course, as I said, Serena Williams' last tournament is not coming into the tournament with the greatest of form. It has to be said but yeah really looking forward to that the last major of the year quite um, remarkable how quick the year has got it only feels like a second ago we were talking uh when the Australian Open was on as we saw Ash Barty go on uh to Great. win that but anyway we'll wait and see about that we might ask next week who your predictions are for the US Open when we chat next week uh what are you up to are you on the roads again at the moment hitting somewhere with the family like you were last week
2: no, I'm in uh, Sacramento right now, uh, working. I'm, I'm I'm doing work related stuff. I've got a load to deliver tomorrow morning, uh, about an hour and a half south of Sacramento. I will tell you, uh, by the way, you mm. mentioned uh, my tips for the U.S. Open. Yes, uh, one of uh, my men's tip will not be Alexander Zverev. I saw he's withdrawn. Number two-ranked player in the world has withdrawn from the U.S. Open. So uh, he will not be getting any of my money bet on him.
1: No, well, that is probably a wise decision. And, of course, <laughs> do gamble responsibly. That really would be a waste of, of money. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we will chat again next Tuesday. Lots more to talk about then, I'm sure. My pleasure. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in the United States. Always great with his time. Halftime in the EPL, Manchester United. Lead Liverpool, one goal to nil. Bit of a shock scoreline there. Uh, We'll wait and see what happens in the second half. Uh, A couple of texts here before a break. This one from Tiger Devo says, Morning, Dan. Uh, The Tigers need a change in the CEO and the board. Uh, Justin always escapes any wrongdoing, uh, we, resi- re- we re-sign Naden, uh, Kapow and Toa, and no other club wants them. So why are they resigned on long-term deals? Realistically, we're still a bottom four team next year, even with Appy and Isaiah coming. Only light is our Jersey flag and Harold Matt's kids, uh, who are guns. Sorry about the rant. No, that's fine. i would probably be ranting too as well, Tiger Davo, to be honest with you. Um, and Justin Pasco, I think, is on mornings this morning uh, with Matt White, so that is a must listen. So Tiger Dave, if you have any questions to get to uh, Justin Pasco or re uh, the Tigers, uh, you can do that do so this morning uh, with Matt White on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one 1170. That will be uh, this morning. From 9am, Justin Pascoe will join Matt White. So looking forward to that. This one from Junior Smithy. Morning, Dan. After Rugby League, I follow a lot of sports from EPL, NFL, F1 and NBA. And on the Sharks, if they want to host finals footy, they should have invested some of the money they made to upgrade the capacity of the ground as every other club plays out of a better ground with a bigger capacity. So Junior Smith is saying should be a bigger capacity for the finals. Thank you for that one. But this on the flip side uh, from Scotty Panther, um, it's saying, uh, well, no, it's saying, uh, morning, it's not the NRL's fault. Uh, no, he agrees with Junior Smithy. Morning, it's not the NRL's fault that the Sharks are doing renos around their stadium. End of the day, they've still got to finish second. Well, yes, that's true. And that's not fully guaranteed yet. Interesting. 0457 736 736 or one three hundred You'll get to more of your texts after a break. Don't forget though, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest, Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to ICanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at ICanWin.com.au you. More of your texts after a break, 0457 736 736. It's 10 to 6. Yeah, good to have your company now. Breakfast through SCN 693 with Padden Heels and SCN 1620 AM coming up very, very soon. Broncos great Willie Kahn uh, will be their Queensland legend and they will chat with Brisbane Bullets coach James Duncan. That is all with Padden Heels through SCN Q693 AM in Brisbane and SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast after 6. Uh, Fossey and James Magnuson this morning. Brady's changed his roster day off uh, to Tuesday this week, um, so they will be on after six a.m. through SCN eleven seventy a.m. A few texts to finish off with. Uh, this one from Tommy says: Morning Sheens and Benji should have started yesterday. How can they? How can they sit back and continue to watch these poor performances? I feel for Noddy. Top eight surely has to be the aim for next year. Anything less is another year of failure that one from tommy at heathcote and john will finish us off saying if it's all about the spectator numbers then it's all about the money and there's certainly something wrong with that in relation to the shark story keep those texts coming through for vozzy and james Magnuson, and also padden hills plenty on the agenda this morning tomorrow we'll talk to manny cox and we will preview the nr round a little early with charlie good sir we'll do that tomorrow breakfast next after the news have a great tuesday see you tomorrow
0: for logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at
1: repcoservice.com. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit website of Stuff.com. Com.